With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Ronika Jacobs and you found my podcast, Strive for More, Your Best Life Now. While there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, you've taken the time out to listen to this one. So for that, I would like to say thank you. So without any further delay, let's get to it. Let's strive for more. My next guest, Jen McKee, is helping people strive for more in the area of entrepreneurship and brand marketing. Jen is the founder of Key Heart Marketing and helps women build their brands through social media. She started her journey as an entrepreneur in fitness, and it really helped to open her eyes to what she was capable of. In this episode, she will share how you can begin the process to build your brand and determine the best social media strategy for your business. Hi, Jen. Welcome. Thank you so much for being a guest on my show. How are you? I'm good, Renika. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk today. So, you know, you're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. And it's kind of interesting how each of us decides, you know what, I'm going to take that leap and I'm going to start my own business. So what sparked your journey into entrepreneurship? Yeah, I love um, hearing people's stories also, but um, I just always knew I wanted to be my own boss. I just wasn't sure what that path was going to look like. Um, I worked in the restaurant industry since I was 16, um, and after graduating from college, I decided to go into restaurant management. But while I was there, I just saw again and again that moving up was more about like knowing the right people than it was about how hard I actually worked, and I really wanted my success to be dependent on what I was capable of doing. Um, I had a friend that owned two bars, so I started doing some marketing for him on the side. And while I was out in the community looking for donations, I came across a CrossFit gym. So long story short, I started CrossFit as someone who was not only scared to death of CrossFit, but I was never an athlete. And I proved to myself that I could reach a goal. Um, I could stay consistent, and I could consistently work out. So that ended up just being a huge jumping off point for me. And seeing that I was capable of doing whatever I wanted to. Wow, CrossFit. That's, that's major, girl. There's, I have <laughs> friends who have been in CrossFit, and um, they talk about the workouts, and, man, yeah, hats off to you because you can have that because I'm good. <laughs> it's fun. It's not, it's not as scary as I thought it would be. 
Right, right. All right, so what was the hardest lesson you have had to recover from as you've been starting your business? I, I think really learning that closing the door when you're not valued opens the space up for better opportunities. Um, at the beginning, especially, it's really hard to say no to money, you know, but if, if it's something that's making you feel bad every day, you're going to spend way too much time focusing on that frustration and not enough time focusing on the great things that can be. Now that makes total sense. It's, it's hard to know what exactly to focus on. Um, so how did you figure that out? Like what's the best thing to focus on at the time? Because everything is coming at you at once, right? And you're trying to figure that out. So how did you determine yeah. what to focus on? Focusing on one thing that can get you to the next part in your goal. So definitely I think that seeing how much is out there can be a really big distraction. And so figuring out what to focus on for me has been something I've learned through a business coach that I'm seeing right now. And one of the things that she keeps telling me is like just one thing at a time, you know, get that one thing done and then move on to the next. I love the fact that you said that you have a business coach because people don't understand that as we're out here, you know, sometimes it's hard to be out here solo by yourself, but it's always great to have a a coach that can guide you along that's kind of objective and outside. I was reading a book and it said that even the best athletes have coaches and that really clicked to me. I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, of course they do. You need somebody to help keep you on track. No, absolutely. Now you talked about, setting goals and reaching your goals. And Mm -hmm. we all set goals, right? Everyone. I mean, whether they're small goals or really big goals, but few of us really get through to the finish line. How do you in particular set goals and then stay the course to see them through? Accountability is really a huge factor for me in reaching my goals. So when I finally reached my fitness goal, it came down to having the accountability from the gym, plus I had invested a pretty large sum of money, so I knew I had to do everything in my power to reach that goal. And then the same thing with my business coach and why I hired them is to really help hold me accountable. I'm really, I'm highly driven and committed, but shiny object syndrome can kind of muddle everything. Um, I also write down my goals daily and I speak them out loud So this way I keep them top of mind and I believe in the power of abundance and of the universe. So speaking them out loud makes them more likely to happen. I'm more likely to see the opportunity in front of me. Oh, that's awesome. And I I definitely can identify with that shiny object distraction syndrome. (laughs) Yes, yes. Even in my podcast, and, you know, I, I listen to other podcasters and, you know, just to get some ideas, and then someone does something kind of totally different, and I think about, like, oh, maybe I should try that, too. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes it'll yeah. kind of knock you off of your path of, of, you know, what you're intending to do. So I totally understand that. So they say, and when I say they, you know, like common gurus as far as coaches and entrepreneur coaches and business coaches, but supposedly, Mm -hmm. you know, if you market to everyone, then essentially you market to no one. So how do you figure out who to target for marketing? Yeah, that's definitely a true statement because knowing who your ideal client is makes the marketing so much clearer. So you think about who is your best and easiest customer, the person who is willing to pay the most, sees your value, raves about your product or service, 
and you make that person the prototype for your ideal customer and create content that speaks directly to that person. So you use language that they use, talk about the things that they like, speak to their pain points, and it, it just becomes so much clearer to everyone who exactly you're speaking to. There's a feeling of more clarity and of more better vibe, I guess. No, that makes sense because I know that when I first started out with my podcast and Strive for More, you know, I was just kind of putting the episodes out there, and then I decided to bring on guests and interview people who are really awesome and rocking it and striving for more like yourself. And I really was trying mm -hmm. to figure out, well, who, who, who am I marketing to? And I really yeah. believe after receiving reviews and just people contacting me through email and just saying what they loved about a particular episode. And the theme that I found is that striving for more really is for like the high achieving people who just mm -hmm. want more. Like, and it seems like that's the theme that I keep seeing for my show. And that helped me figure out, okay, who am I marketing to? Okay. So I'm marketing to high achievers. I'm a high achiever myself. Uh, and so there are a lot of people out there just like me who are also high achievers who, you know, they're hungry for more. And I feel like mm -hmm. that helped me to, to kind of hone in on my message for who I'm marketing to and who my show is for. That's great. So how do you begin building your brand and presence within social media? So I think you kind of just – um, really gave a great example. And it, you just start. Don't worry about it being perfect. Um, even if you don't have complete clarity, just start. And then come up with a plan for consistency. Start to understand what platforms your ideal client is on and start a profile there. Um, and then figure out how many days a week you can commit to posting. Five would be ideal. Um, three is okay, and anything less than that, it's going to be a lot harder to grow. And so be sure that you're posting consistently, interact with other profiles, with groups on Facebook, search hashtags on Instagram, comment and share on LinkedIn. But you just start. If you don't start, you really can't get anywhere. No, that's very true. Sometimes I can get tripped up uh, worrying about if it's, you know, perfect or the right way. But I mm -hmm. agree with you that if you just start, just start and it'll come. <laughs> but it's so hard. Exactly. It's so hard for us to just just start and just keep going and then worry about things later. Why is that so hard? I think there's a lot of reasons. I think one thing is is that it's so easy to look around and see people who have already reached these higher levels and you're like, Well, I should try to do what they're doing or why aren't I getting to that point? And I mean that's just you're not them, you know, and you can't, they started at the same place that you did. Um, I think also it's a lot of people just get tripped up on not really knowing what to post about or what to say or, and so um, when I work with women entrepreneurs, that's kind of what I see a lot is they're uncomfortable with knowing what to post. And so instead of just doing anything, they don't, they don't do anything at all. And like you can't ever get to the point where you have, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers if you don't start from one. No, that's true. That is so, so true. All right, so you <laughs> mentioned a little bit about posting five days a week if you can is a typical goal. So what is a tip, like what does a social media plan look like? So start with 
platform and posting for your ideal client. So I create strategy first by looking at important dates and looking at business goals. Um, any big dates that are coming up for the company or on the calendar, um, like any holidays or anything like that. And I also look at hashtag holidays, things like National Dog Day, International Podcast Day, um, which I saw that you saw. But, you know, for instance, if your brand didn't know it was an International Podcast Day, you'd be missing out on a huge opportunity to post about yourself. So um, depending on your brand, there could be a big hashtag date. You don't want to miss out. And then business, think about business goals that are going to move the needle. So if you're trying to sell a course, then you need to be talking about it. If you have a weekly special, you need to be talking about it. With social media, you can't be afraid to say the same thing over and over again. People spend less than two seconds average looking at a post. So don't be afraid to repeat yourself like you're going to need to. You, you see what you're posting way more than anybody else does. I think that goes along with the perfection thing too. You worry so much about putting a post out and someone spending less than two seconds looking at it. Just get something out there and then keep getting something out there. Well, Jen, I'm glad you said that because that is exactly how I feel. And I'm pretty sure those of us entrepreneurs out there who are trying to you know, use social media as marketing, now, I've seen people do it very well. Um, and they post and post and post, and but then from my perspective, I'm always like, oh, they want to. I don't know if they want to see it again. I already posted, but not without <sighs> realizing the algorithms <laughs> that social media yeah. platforms have. Oh, I was just yeah, I was just gonna say like you you are you're seeing it way more than someone else is. So just don't be afraid to keep putting that message out there. Think about like when somebody posts about something, you're like that's cool, and then you don't think about it. They post it again, you're like that's still cool. And then you post about it again, you're like, maybe I should do that. And then, like, you just keep forgetting. And so that's why you have to keep saying the same thing. I see how that would be beneficial to kind of keep posting about something because I never really thought about it, that I see the post way more, of course, because I'm making the post. But you're right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, and that may, that one day I post, that may be a day that a person or a couple of people don't even access social media that day. So they wouldn't see it at yep. all, possibly. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I know we're in this age of technology, more so now than ever. Um, we're relying on technology because a lot of things are moving towards web-based programs and events. So is mm -hmm. print marketing still an effective strategy? I mean, I know there used to be these huge mail-outs. I know uh, years ago when I had a tutoring center and I did this huge mail-out to the neighborhood, the surrounding neighborhoods that I was opening a tutoring center. And, you know, and I got a lot of great feedback from that. But now I don't know if should I sending out print marketing and, you know, kind of a mail-out campaign about a podcast, <laughs> is that necessary? Yeah. So. yeah, you're asking if it's still effective. I don't honestly spend a ton of time in print marketing. I get mixed messages from my clients who have used it. Um, but what I do know is that getting out there, talking to people and building relationships is like your best strategy, however you can. So I have some clients that I go into the community and market for and give and like hand out print stuff. Um, and we generally see a huge return on that. With COVID, you can do that on LinkedIn, starting conversations that aren't leading with what you do, but just really showing a genuine, genuine interest in them. Um, but I, I know print strategy still works for some depending on the industry. Um, but I, I think that you can get a better return using ads online and you can target your ideal market a lot easier and a lot um, 
a lot more targeted. So you actually know what you're spending the money on. You can see the return on it. You can see who's looking at it. I'm kind of more for that. <laughs> All right, so in marketing with social media, what are the different types of content that you can post for your business? There's so many different things that you can do. One of the things you want to look at is the platform that you're using. So with Instagram, it has to have some sort of visual piece of content, right? So you have to either be using a photograph or a video. With Facebook and LinkedIn, you can do more text, though Facebook favors things with videos and visuals. And with LinkedIn, it seems that you can get away just with text posts, and they do very well. Um, it, you also want to look at what your brand is, right? And so if you are a restaurant, then you probably want to be posting food pictures. If you are a podcast, you could be posting snippets of your audio. Um, you can use stories. Facebook's, uh, Facebook has stories. Instagram has stories. LinkedIn just brought in stories. Stories is a huge way that people are consuming content now. Um, and then it, each platform has its own nuances. So as Instagram has hashtags, LinkedIn doesn't use hashtags as much, Facebook really doesn't use hashtags. So you want to be sure that whatever you're posting really um, it fits the platform that you're using and fits the brand that you're representing. Oh, okay. That's interesting. In trying to market your business and on, on social media, I mean, I know Instagram, like, if you put a, you have to have so many likes um, or followers, rather, in order to post a link in your, you know, in your post or along with your picture. But I feel like mm -hmm. sometimes I post a link, right, to my website or so that people can, you know, just click on the link and listen to an episode. But I don't really feel like it's effective. So what's the deal with that? So you have to remember that these platforms are all a business, and they're in the business of keeping you on the platform. Um, when you're posting links to third-party sites or to your website, it's, it's, um, it's not going to be as high up in the ranking as something that doesn't have a link. What I suggest that if you're posting a link, on Facebook especially, to post it in the comments. That tends to do a little bit better. And then on, on Instagram, um, make sure that you, have, you get one link and it's in your bio, um, but you can use like a third party, like I use Linktree, um, but there's a couple of different ones that you can use that where somebody can click on that and then it has all the different links that you want. So maybe it's a link to your blog, a link to your webpage, a link to your contact, a link to a podcast interview that you did, a link to your Apple, iTunes, podcast site, um, or whatever, but um, and so that's why you'll see like link in bio. But yeah, links, links tend to not perform as well. And so I would suggest putting them in the comments. Never knew that. Thank you for sharing that wisdom. See, this is why I love <laughs> my guests come on and share their pearls of wisdom because even I myself, I get to learn. I love it. All right, so then along those lines, then how do you, because obviously, if, you know, like you said, that, you know, move your your links, the website links or whatever from the post and move it into the comments. And so how do you know that your marketing plan or your social media strategy for marketing, how do you know it's working? So the platforms can give you analytics. You can look at analytics in Facebook. You can look at analytics in Instagram. And you can see how far your posts are reaching. So some, 
some people refer to these as vanity analytics, right? So you're looking at how many followers you have and how many engagements you're getting and how far your post is going, how many eyes are seeing it. And they are in some ways that somewhat of like a vanity metric, meaning they're not really tied to a business goal. But on the other hand, you can see how how many people are actually seeing your business, and that can then generate sales. If you are trying to generate sales, then you can start to look at analytics, seeing how many times somebody clicked on your website link, how many times people um, clicked on your uh, clicked on your your podcast link and how many, where the traffic is generated from. If you look at your Google Analytics that you have set up on your website, you can see where your traffic's coming in from. Is it coming from Facebook? Is it coming from Instagram? Um, are you pulling people over from then? And if people are answering your questions and responding to in your comments and responding to things in your stories, you can also start to see like people are checking in, people are, you know, you can start to see how many people you're actually getting off of social media. So it's a little bit tricky sometimes to tie it directly. Ah, okay. All right. Well, yeah, again, wow. I, I do use analytics a lot. But the most surprising uh, fact or analytical fact I found out with my podcast is the number of countries where people have accessed my podcast. That always blows my mind. <laughs> like always. That's always so blows. cool. Yes, yes. That's really right. cool. 2020 started, right? And, you know, it was 2020. It was so exciting. Uh, you know, thanks <laughs> to us who made it into 2020. We were grateful and thankful. It was like, wow, it's like this is really the future. <laughs> like it's 2020. Um, and then three months in, we were hit with this crazy news of this virus, and our country, really our world, just started shutting down, right? Um, we'd have, we've had viruses before, um, but apparently this one was just a monster of a virus unlike anything we've ever seen. So, of course, those of us who are entrepreneurs, we had to make a huge shift in yeah. how we did business. So businesses were having to do things differently, uh, and they were being innovative, and some businesses, like, I think New York and company or either several businesses that have been around Barney's of New York, like all these, you know, really awesome companies that you would think, you know, would be around forever. And then you saw companies like Netflix and Amazon who really thrive in the shutdown. So with your company as an entrepreneur, what was the impact of, COVID-19 and that whole shutdown, what was it like for you? And as you go into the next year, we've got a couple of weeks left in 2020, and I can guarantee you I'm glad to say good riddance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as you're moving in, you know, first, what are your reflections from this past year? And then going into 2021, what are you thinking? Yeah, that's a great question. It was really scary, obviously, for most everyone, um, at fear of what could happen, but as an, as an entrepreneur, really like fear of what could happen to my business, fear of what's going to happen to my clients. And what came pretty quickly is the realization of how important social media actually was. Um, as, as somebody who works in the social media industry, I, I know how important social media is. I know what it means as a part of your marketing strategy. But when people can't go out bringing the message to them was even more important. So um, 
being sure that we were constantly providing information to all of the all of the customers of are we open what kind of things are we still serving how is this business shifting it just became really clear how important having social media as a part of your marketing strategy is. If, if you were a business without it, um, it that served the public, you probably quickly were scrambling trying to figure out how are we going to even communicate with our potential customers about being closed or about you know, shifting to curbside or shifting to pickup only or online orders only. You know? And so I think that really I didn't lose any customers or any of my clients at the beginning until much later in the year but because of how important social media was. And then for me personally, I realized that what a shift I needed to make in my business and um, how I wanted to grow. And that's when I started working with a business coach to really catapult my personal goals and my, my goals for my own company on moving forward. So I look forward to 2021 and what, and what it really is going to bring for me and my business. Wow. And I, I can say that <laughs> – I think all of us have some major reflections, but you know what? If you're, if we're all still here, you know we we should be grateful, thankful, and blessed, right? So, absolutely. Um, I have one. Yes, I have one last question for you, and that's what's the best piece of advice you have ever been given? So I have two things for you. Um, this summer, I read "You Are a Badass at Making Money" by Jen Sincero, and it completely changed my outlook on money and value. Um, that's when I hired my coach, and I talked to other people that read it, and they feel the same way. So I completely recommend that book. Um, and then I also love reading stories about successful people, listening to podcasts about successful people. And the one thing that they all have in common is just not giving up. So um, that really reminds me of my favorite quote, which is in this, the locker room of the San Antonio Spurs. Um, and it says, when nothing seems to help, I go and look at the stone cutter hammering away at his rock, perhaps a hundred times without as much of a crack showing in it. Yet at the 101st blow, it will split in two. And I know it was not that blow that did it, but all that had gone before. And that's by Jacob Reese. Wow, girl. You just gave me two. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, yes. Jen Sintero, all her badass books are awesome. I've read two of them. Um, they really do fire you up, I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, thank you so mm-hmm. much for your time. I really appreciate you. Can you please let everyone know how they can seek your services? Yeah, and thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Keyheart Marketing. It's K-E-E-H-A-R-T Marketing. And then um, my website is the same uh, www.keyheartmarketing.com. I'm also on LinkedIn um, as Jen McKee. So I really hope to connect with you guys. Awesome. Any last words of encouragement for the listeners as they strive for more? I really think just start. Um, don't be afraid. Don't try to be perfect. Uh, put it out there. The world needs you. Um, there's plenty of abundance to go around. Don't be afraid. Just start. Wonderful. Jen, I wish you and your family nothing but blessings and abundance in the future. Please take care. You too. If you are enjoying this podcast, please leave me a review on iTunes or Google or any of your favorite podcast players. Like, share, tell someone about Strive for More podcast. I really appreciate you sharing this journey with me and listening to each and every episode. I cannot thank you enough. Continue to strive for more 
and live your best life now. See you in the next episode. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.